Aloha, Kehlani. Aloha, Sunshine. Aloha, Starshine. Aloha, Sunshine. And aloha, Adrian. Aloha, Sunshine. And aloha, listeners. Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge. We're doing another one of our Visit a Listener's Tiki Bar podcast. We're here in the Desert Oasis Room with Adrian. And Adrian, I can't say your last name. Eustachio. I know, no one can say it, so that's okay. Eustachio. It it looks harder than it is. That's right. That's correct. (laughs) So you created the Desert Oasis Room here in your home. Yes. And And it's awesome. Thank you. It is. I'm so glad that you guys are here. It's it's beyond awesome. It, um, I strive that the Zen Tiki Lounge is this ornate one day. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> and I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they they say, know how lazy I am. <laughs> my favorite is the pufferfish. Yes, it's very the, nice. The lit up pufferfish. Because they're always smiling. Mm-hmm. They're yes. like they're like the dolphins, the the dolphins with the poison in them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they're happy dead fish. So we've got a great we've got a great room here. We've got some great music that you're playing. And why don't you tell us about the house cocktail that you made for us? Because we always start okay. the show with a cocktail. So the, what you're drinking is called the Desert Oasis Cooler. Let's try. And I haven't good. tried it yet. Take a drink of that. This this drink is motivated, or it's, I should say inspired by a mm, classic like mojito. Got a little, oh, yeah. So, um, the, I got the, a little bit on the floor, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's like it's rolled. It has a great mint flavor to it. Yes, that's because mm. it has peppermint tea in it. Oh, it's good. I like and, it. And the, uh, the concept mm. of the drink is that, you know, we're here in the Inland Empire, Southern California is a IE. desert. The IE, the great IE 909. I was going to say the 909. Yeah. The 909. And um, this drink is inspired with the thought that we are in a desert oasis, in the desert oasis mm-hmm. room. And if you're walking through the desert and you need some relief, you pick up a desert oasis cooler and the taste is supposed to cool you right off with that peppermint yeah, taste. definitely. And the, be- the peppermint is, again, inspired by a classic mojito because a mojito yeah. has uh, mint in there. But to really enhance the flavor of the mint, uh, I've used a peppermint tea that's brewed uh, with, a, with a strong uh, recipe. It's basically two, two bags for every cup that you brew. And people don't think about using tea that often as a mixer, but it's really great. Uh, we did a drink at Tiki Oasis a couple years ago called the Baja Aloha, where we used a chamomile tea oh. um, with uh, the Damiana liqueur. And I went right okay. to which, sleep. <laughs> I relaxed you. But no, tea is a great uh, a base or mixer yeah. for a drink and can yeah. be really refreshing. Like yeah, what's great about tea yeah. is that there's so many flavors of tea that you can use and mm-hmm. incorporate into your mixed cocktails. You know, if you want to do something different outside of what's the norm with the, with the citrus juices yeah. and things like that. Do you try yeah. to, when you're making, when you're crafting your own drink, yeah. do you, I try to pick ingredients that I think won't go extinct. Yes. Do you ever think about that, or do yes. you just go with what's popular? No, no, no. no. That that's a that's a great uh, great thing. You mean thing. not out of popularity, or actually right, there won't right. be bananas left, and you can't make well, a no, drink? <laughs> no, but I mean there are some flavors like the dinosaurs, like like strawberry kiwi. It was really really popular, and it's like uh-huh. it's it's on its way out. It, you don't find yeah. it in things much anymore. So right. if you made a yeah. drink so with it's it, out of favor. You may not be able to make it anymore. Like, well, re- no, like that's Rianiti. true. Well, there there are some yeah. there are some <laughs> rums nice. that go Isn't out of production. Yes, it is. Yeah, and when rums go out of production it, and you use substitute it with a different rum, it mm. changes the taste of the drink. Yeah. And um, like for example, the original Trader Vic's Mai Tai was made with a, a uh, 
J. Ray Nephew 17 year rum, which is no longer being produced. And so we're not actually having, when we have that recreated at Trader Vic's, or we do the best that we can to recreate that Mai Tai, it's not exactly the same because not, mm -hmm. we're not using the same rum. We can't Yeah, the do flavors, that. the notes are different. Life, and that's right, where yeah. I have to rely on a guy like Beach Bumberry to on. say, here's the best substitution <laughs> yes. for that because I wouldn't figure it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> And there are a lot of lemon heart drinks, a lot of drinks with a lemon heart rum yep. that, yeah. you know, even though they did come back, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. So it changes the changes sure. the drink. Yeah. I like the peppermint, like you can feel it after you drink it. It's mm -hmm. like in your nose. I like that. Yeah. 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 And the sweetener in this, again, sticking with the theme, is there's agave nectar in here instead of okay. simple syrup. Okay. So oh, I like the that. agave with the cactus yeah. desert theme, it's a theme. Yeah. it all kind of just works together. No, I like so that. when we when we come into listeners' homes, uh, we trash you know, them. They, they, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> We are gonna light. We are gonna light Twinkies no. on fire. Today, that would be starshine. I will destroy your stuff. We're not gonna trash, <laughs> we're not gonna trash your tiki bar. Uh, but you know, people. They, you know, they make us. They make us drinks. And bless you, Sorry. Kaylani. Gosh, Kaylani. And you without done that before. Without wanting have. to make anyone feel bad in the past, I have to say that this is the best house cocktail that it's we have good. had so far. Oh, yeah. that's very nice yeah. of you. Yeah. Very now, good. I can't. I can't take credit. I can't take credit for formulating the drink completely because. One of, one of our guests here today, Ron Masesco, is the person who actually formulated this drink for me. Ron Masesco is the person who created the uh, the uh, the drink for the Tiki Central drink contest, the first drink contest that mm. happened there, and he actually won that. So that the, the name of that drink is Reverb Crash, and if everybody likes the Reverb Crash, you'll know why he won. So um, he helped me with with creating Have this we had drink. That so I can't take all the credit for that. Isn't that on the menu at Don's? It's on the menu. I believe it is at Dawn's. Yeah, because it is at Forbidden Island as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you should make it for me because I haven't had it. I, I think I could maybe okay. do that. All right. Okay, so uh, listeners, uh, this is this is the little shout out where I say that you know you too, if you're in the Southern California area and if you have a home tiki bar, and we haven't already uh, been talking, if you would like us to come do the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast in your home tiki bar, it doesn't have to be as ornate as the Desert Oasis because. The, you, you cannot tell that we're in someone's home right now. <laughs> this is amazing. Unless it's the Tiki Room from Disneyland, it's really you not going to live up to... You yeah. could invite <laughs> us in if you simply want to mix a couple of cocktails for us, let us put our recording equipment in, and we'll have a, a little Tiki Talk and cocktail fun. That's all that we really need. Um, the more elaborate your home or bar maybe is awesome, but it's totally not necessary. Um, sometimes people come to the Zen Tiki Lounge and they're they're like, wow, this is amazing. And, and, and some people are honestly like, oh, you could add a little. So, you know, it's all a matter of perspective. And like I said before, I, I'm looking around in this room right now and I have so many ideas of places that the Zen Tiki Lounge can go now. So it's... I, yeah, I'm, I'm very inspired. This is awesome. yes. So you can send a note to mail at zentikilounge.com if you want to participate or find us on Facebook. And with that said, I think it's mm. time that we go rustle around and, and find a couple of listener questions from, from the mail in your Facebook. Mail sack? Uh, I didn't, so maybe we'll have to Aww. use Damien's sack. Ew. Adrian's well, sack. Adrian, I did it again. Not here. Here. Who's Damien? Damien is not here. <laughs> Some weird guy named Damien has a sack we'll, around here. We'll be right back. <laughs> Tiki mail. Oh, but it's it's keep it away because I need. Oh, I gotta pop it. No, no, you know, no. The mail the mail is in bubble wrap <laughs> this week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Kaylani has a huge bubble wrap fetish, I and do. Um, I do. and. Never 
And if the you husband is listening, for Halloween next year. remember that. She has a huge, <laughs> you could wrap yourself in bubble wrap. A huge wrap. bubble wrap yes, fetish. That would be awesome. This first yes. question comes from listener Eric, who just made a donation to the Zentiki oh. Lounge. And so we so better Eric, answer his question. We better answer we his question. You, but if you want to make a donation, go to zentikilounge.com and click on the tip your bartender uh, link there. And you can make any donation you want through PayPal. It's not tax deductible. It is a simply a donation to help us keep the podcast going <laughs> and help us, uh, you know, do more elaborate things with the podcast, whether it be sound equipment, whatever. But anyway, that, that's boring. Um, so Eric said, my question will probably shame me for life, but here Uh-oh. goes anyway. Why? Why is there so much hate for grenadine? And, I don't hate it. And, and I don't I hate it. It reminds me of my childhood. A, and I thought it was a great question. Can't also having Shirley Temple or Roy Rogers without without it. A Adrian here, who you know, you, you play well, you play behind the bar we'll too. Tell so the drink snobs over there; they can answer. I'll, I'll let you okay. answer first. Okay, I'm. I, this is my take on grenadine. I don't hate grenadine. First of all, I like grenadine. Hate's a strong word. Yeah, hate is a strong word. I'm going to tell you, as a father of two kids, grenadine is my best friend when I have a home bar because I can make them Shirley Temple. And that's how yeah. my grandfather used Roy to make Rogers. us, yeah. like, you know, Seven Up and. And, and, yeah. and, and we can have fun yes. with we can have fun with with fruit juices and grenadine and club soda and and make all kinds of fun stuff for the kids when they have their birthday parties and things here. I think I think the hate for grenadine came from and this is just my take on it from the way that the original mai tai was bastardized over the years. I think and right. grenadine was used. Bastardized. Yeah, it was used <laughs> in uh, what what people were calling a mai tai. And we all know that there's no grenadine in a mai tai. Never. And I think mm-hmm. people started thinking. When they were served a Mai Tai and saw grenadine in there, they started thinking, oh, God, there's grenadine in here. And I don't think that they mean that they hated grenadine. It just doesn't belong But that it was, doesn't belong. It was made in... Yeah. And I think that's right. Or I call it uh, Chinese restaurant drink syndrome. No, the TGI Friday's drink syndrome. You go to, or everything. you go to a place like TGI yeah. Friday's or a, a Chinese restaurant where every drink has to be pink. It has to have sure. grenadine in it. Sure. And um, it usually I generally... I never had a drink at a Chinese restaurant. I don't think <laughs> I had nothing that wasn't I a beer. It, it, <laughs> I have too. It wipes out the flavor in the drink and oversweetens it. And yeah. so, but it has its place, especially a real pomegranate grenadine. I agree with you. Uh, and which, you know, Damon from Let's Tiki, uh, which is maybe why Adrian, I keep saying Damien instead of Adrian, um, he was just making some homemade grenadine and we were going back and forth on Facebook about it. And he was making the homemade pomegranate, which I've never done. I've made yeah. my own Orger and my own Falernum, and I have never made grenadine. I have, have a you confession to make. I have never made any of my own syrups. Really? So, well, yeah, okay. I haven't. But we'll drink I, I, you know, anyway. we have friends who do that, and they all make great syrups. But mm-hmm. I just, I've never gone that far. I, I, um, I have a confession. I've never mixed my own drink. Oh, really? Yeah, That's I only drink true. sunshines. Yeah, no, I don't mix my drinks. I drink other people. She just waits for me to yeah. do. But I'm, a, but <laughs> I I, I'm, a, I'm okay sunshine. with that. So, Eric, thank you for that question. So, wait, say yeah, that. You, under that, I just had a real quick question. Yeah. So, have you ever made your own <laughs> orange bitters? Have you ever made any bitters for yourself? No, no? but uh, okay. one of the one of the listeners of the show, he does make his own bitters. <clears throat> and so, he, he sent me two recipes. So, I understand how to do it, but I just have not gotten around to it. Okay. Know, everybody knows I make my own spiced rum, and I, yes. I like to make my, I like to make falernum, and I like to make a couple other uh, mixers, but I haven't gotten around to bitters yet. And uh, allspice dram. I, I, I got to get lazy. rid of that too. I have I have a, a, a recipe for orange bitters that I was thinking of. Well, I'll take a look at it. Okay. And I might meld that maybe with some of the other recipes. He'll take a look okay. and then he won't use it. I never right. stick that's what with he's trying the, to say. I never <laughs> a pat on the back. I never that's stick nice. with the recipe. Okay. No, I really will. That's nice. I never that's stick really with the recipe nice. the way it is. I tend to tweak it to my own uh-huh. liking, even though I've never tried it in the original version. You yeah. Know, I just, yeah. 
So this next email comes from Ben from Phoenix, and he says, "Aloha, sunshine, hey, Kaylani, ben. pumpkin, and starshine." Okay, pumpkin's not pumpkin. here, even though she's, she literally well, lives, she lives down the street. Yeah, she lives down yes. the street, so we but couldn't get any closer. She doesn't like people, so she's yes. not here. And we respect that. <laughs> a long time ago, I was like able to meet you all at one of the parties, one of the events in, in San Diego, I think. For an hour. Do you think all of you will be together at an event? I know every now and then uh, you all get together the at the Tiki no. Bar, but what about in public? Where can no. I see everyone together so that we can take no. a picture? No. Well, we're Pumpkin in public go. together we, quite often. We, we all three of us will be. We yeah. will all four get together for our holiday show like we do every yes, year. Yeah. Other than lounge. that, uh, it's hit and miss. Yeah. That's the only time I see her anymore. But that it Halloween is like Christmas. wrangling cats yes. when I get all three ladies in the lounge. And that's wrangling when... Wrangling cats. Yeah. Well, three of us will be at that... <clears throat> Because so he wants thing to be the, the only 16th one to talk. in LA, oh. and he right? has competition from the, the other. Tiki Ocean oh, okay. thing. <laughs> and I want to mention that right now. Uh, if if you didn't already know about this, at Damon's in Glendale, uh, it's been around. This place, Steakhouse and Tiki That's Bar, has been around for seventy years. Yeah. Don Tiki is playing there. This is only the second time the group has gotten together to play live. They're here on the mainland from Hawaii, and they are playing at Damon's Ooh. on December sixteenth. You can go. go to the Damon's website or find them on Facebook. And you can book a table at the restaurant to see the live act. It's $50 for a three-course dinner. You get the band, and you get a couple of extras, like entries into a raffle. And it's just going to be a great evening. And so the Zentiki Lounge crew will be there, and we hope to see lots of listeners Except there. Except for Pumpkin. Except for Pumpkin, yeah. Yes, she's not going. Pumpkin she's doesn't like people? No, she's no. anti. She's but, a hermit. So she's yeah. like my and cat. We, yeah. yeah, we respect that. <laughs> yes. She's like my husband. She's yeah. a hermit. She doesn't want to go out in public with people. She's actually very sociable when you get her talking, but she doesn't like... People she doesn't Cocktail know. Cocktail parties. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't, yeah. that's she doesn't not like to thing. chit chat or yeah. network or anything yeah. like that. She doesn't, and it's like people she doesn't know. She's yeah. just, yeah. Eh. Right. This other question comes from Wayne and Cena. I think I'm saying her name right. When and where is all the good live entertainment you guys talk about? My wife and I live in Oregon and have nothing going on here. Uh, I well, listen to the show and Oregon. I tell my wife <laughs> I tell my my wife about the fun you ha- seem to have in the LA area, but we just don't have any opportunity to get together here. I guess this isn't really a question, but more of a moment to vent. Have a big cocktail for me, Wayne and Cena. Yeah, because there's really nothing all we can right. do for her. No, we yeah. really can't. <laughs> for him. No, um, you know, I, I you have, could go up to Seattle. There's some. Adrian's got a. Uh, I have right. something I want to say. I want to. What awesome. part of Oregon are you from? Because there are some great tiki bars you can go to. Yes. And if you go to those tiki bars and you meet some of the folks that frequent those bars, they may be able to tell you. Yeah, where well, definitely. There's probably a crawl. There's probably they they have uh, bands or events in the bars. Right. So. If you're close to the Portland area or then a metropolitan areas, you're probably okay. Yeah. If you're out in the the eastern part of Oregon, you're probably screwed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People don't really realize that Oregon, that eastern side, is kind of like a desert. I mean, there is just nothing going on yeah. out there. So yeah. if you're over there, I'm very sorry, but Wayne Cena, if you're if you're more towards the Portland area, there is there there is stuff going on there in Portland and then, you know, you're a you're a third of a day drive from Seattle where there is some stuff to do. So right, right. Uh, don't 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 give don't throw in the towel yet. Don't give up. Yeah, I, so I don't sad. think you should. Okay, Aww. so I want I want to thank those who uh, who sent us some questions. You can send your questions to mail at zentikilounge.com. And now we've gotten the the first part of the formality the part, formal part of the show out of, out of the way here. And um, we're just going to have some people uh, join us here. They're kind of waiting in the wings here at the Desert Oasis Room. And uh, we're just going to have some drinks, and we're going to talk and chit-chat, chit-chat and have a good time. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yay! Stand up. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here in the Desert Oasis room, and we couldn't be happier and slightly inebriated. Um, <laughs> I, 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 we're good, we're, we'll just go around the room real quick, except for introducing Adrian, the ladies' night, because uh, you've already met us. Uh, we have a few other people right joining time. us. What was that, Starshine? Right I did. Yay! I did not call Adrian Damien. <laughs> now I probably jinxed myself, and I probably will do it Uh-oh. again. Uh, but, <laughs> but we've got Al here, and. Um, I, I just I want to ask each of you one question, and that would be, what is your favorite watering hole? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I, I have to say the Walnut Room in Tustin. The Walnut Room in Tustin. I don't live too far from Tustin. I'm not sure if I might have to look up the Walnut Room. We'll have to check it out. Okay. Uh, if you now, guys go, pack some heat. Not a loaded question for you, Jeremy, but what is what is your favorite watering hole? Gonna have to go Tonga Hut on this. One. I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, what is this place? Uh, it's a bar. Some bar? Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> I, I think I've heard of the Tonga Hut. Uh, I, I hear they make I hear they make great drinks. And I, how many drinks are how many drinks are on the full menu if you want to be a drooling bastard? Uh, Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Oh, see, I thought it was eighty something. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty close, but you can do it. I'm telling you. I, I do. I want to get through all the drinks in 14 days. That's my goal. I'm going to take Ooh. two weeks off work. Wow. And I, I and I really want to do that. And do you think the saline IV would would say you have a problem? Uh, well, you know. And uh, Rory's been on the show before. I'm going to turn around for you, Rory. Hey, Rory. Hello. Uh, I would say the Halakahiki in Illinois. Oh. Because you're from the Chicago area. I am. Okay. That was my first haunt. Didn't even know it was a tiki bar. It was just a great dive bar. Drinks are mediocre, but it is the biggest That's collection a, of Whitco. Is that the Whitco Palace? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's and I would like to see it for that alone. And so. you know what? Also, when you get nice and drunk there, uh, half a block away is Jeans and Jude's Hot Dogs, which nice. is also famous out there. So, good combination. Hot dogs after a night of tiki drinks are always good. That is correct, sir. Yeah, if you yeah. don't have Del Taco, hot dogs are <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't want to mess up, but we have Ron behind the bar, right? That's right. From kind of the Sand Devils. Yeah. Kind of. You're kind of together, kind of not. Well, we're on hiatus, uh, doing reunions from time to time. Well, we were lucky enough to play some of your tunes on the show uh, a year or two back. And uh, what's your favorite watering hole? I would have to say uh, Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco, but uh, close second uh, would be the Maikai in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Ah, the Maikai. Yeah. World yeah. Travel, it yeah, heavy hitters. My my. Well, I mean, I was lucky enough to go to the Maikai for a Hukilau a couple years back, and uh, you know, as far as Polynesian palaces go, everyone listening to this podcast does need to experience the Maikai before you die. Um, and and lucky enough for everybody, it is in good times right now, and I don't think you need to rush out and worry about it closing like a lot of other places are up and down all the time. But uh, you got to go to the Maikai; it's a great place. Um, My favorite is the Centiki yeah. Lounge. Is it really, Kaylani? I was hoping somebody <laughs> would say that. Um, well, it, you know, the Zentiki Lounge honestly is not my favorite. I'm not surprised because you're the one mixing the drinks. No, well, that's, but that's, oh. no, but that's, no, I don't, no, that's that wasn't why it a is my favorite, though. That's why it is uh, my favorite. No, it, it's it's not my favorite because. I just mean you have to make them. I enjoy going to other places yeah. more than, even though I like you to host. There, so. I really like going to other places where I'm not on the spot, where it's, I'm the one just enjoying myself and not having to worry about things and that. I, I feel like I'm free, whereas you know sometimes when you're hosting your own shindig, you're not you're not quite as free. Um, 
Okay, so there's a there's something that something terrible that happened. Um, well, maybe it's not terrible because some people, you know, people are, you know, we're through the election, thank God, and uh, we're not going to talk politics on this show. But uh, this conversation here, the demise of the Twinkie, is something <laughs> is something that has been very much on Facebook the last couple of days. And I admit that I ran out and bought a couple cases of Twinkies, Ding Dong, Zingers, and uh, Ho Hos, um, and I don't even eat them. But I did it. I did it because I have fond childhood memories of them. And I'm going to quickly say that the zinger is my favorite of all. Well, the ding dong and the zinger are my favorites. But when I was a kid, I used to peel the frosting top off the zinger and eat them separately. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. I think that's the right way. There's only one way to eat a zinger, and that's how you do it. It's just like separating the parts of the Oreo. Yeah, yeah. You know, the halves of the Oreo is just... It's know. like peeling a scab. Oh! It just tastes better. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Well, well, there is, well, there is that. So, so anybody in the room, you know, hopefully Hostess will get picked up by another brand and, and, and it will continue. I think Twinkies are an American icon. I hope they continue. Um, but they are a horribly terrible, bad, bad treat that really no one should eat. But um, so are a lot of foods that we've created here in America, and we love them. Um, does anybody have any particular fondness for the Hostess brand, or are you all kind of like, whatever? Yeah, I like They're, their ding-dongs. You know yeah, what? So here, Jeremy, coincidentally, is a Mr. Ding-dong guy who always put ding-dongs out on the table for us at the Tonga Hut on Sundays. Oh. Which, Did you which, unwrap them or leave them wrapped? I love to wrap. Okay. <laughs> I'm a ho-ho man myself, but everyone, but... How do you, how do you eat your ho-hos? You, you, you tear them apart, you peel them open like a scab, right? I eat them in one bite. No, one bite. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Coconutty ones are okay, too. Yeah, the zinger coconut, coconutty, zinger ones. Not the snowballs, the snowballs, because you eat the marshmallow up the Oh, I can't stand the marshmallows. Yeah, the coconut zingers, I love those. The coconut zingers are right up there like I yeah, said with the ding dong that's yeah. but that's I also fun. love the, the the little donuts that is the coconut donut ones the little the little brown donuts. those are the snowballs yeah. right no yeah, no no not the, I no no, no. no. Like this donuts. is the donuts oh the donuts the, the donuts those yeah. little ones they have the chocolate covered ones the powdered and then the the Alan crumb and I were talking about this ones. the other night. Oh. I don't think those are real donuts. They're little cakes that are right. that are shaped like a donut. It's we have the, the most. I like the pie. Yeah. The pies are great. Oh, oh those pies. Oh yeah. yeah. In Chicago, we used to go to St. John Bosco mm. school, and there was a Hostess store. And my mom used to give us money, and there was the clear-out area, like the stuff that was already outdated by a week. Yeah. It was like ten cents to get the lemon pie. Yeah. Always lemon pie. Yeah. The lemon or the chocolate pudding one. Oh yeah. The chocolate pudding. But the cherry was good. I put my finger in there and scoop out the cherry. Yes, I love the cherry pie. I always get like a week old cherry pie for like ten cents, or maybe it was twelve. But uh, it was a good yeah, memory. Yeah, put them on sale at the yeah. grocery store. You could get like a box of ten for real cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we had a nickel for every time Marie said he likes to scoop out the cherry. So, so, so a little later, later in the show, we are going to do some flaming Twinkies, and uh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> it isn't. Well, in the gay in gay culture, it may be. Yeah. Uh, well, if you've been to the WeHo Halloween party, you've seen flaming Twinkies. Uh, um, but 
uh, I, I want to. It's really simple. All you got to do is uh, unwrap the Twinkie because the cellophane wrapper tastes terrible when you light it. <laughs> and you lay the Twinkie on a ceramic, heat-proof, fireproof plate. You don't want to use plastic, and you don't want to use glass because it shatters. And you take about three quarters ounce of 151. Lemon Heart works the best because Lemon Heart of all the 151s, it's got flavor. It's not just uh, gasoline. And uh, so it's a great 151 to just you know with a pour spout so you don't overpour. Quick drizzle over the top, and before it completely soaks into the cake, you want to quickly light it, let it burn itself out, and then you put on some whipped cream, and then you eat it. And you, you'll still feel the burn of the liquor going down your throat because it soaks in enough that uh, you're, you're getting some booze out of it. So we're gonna we're gonna do that a little bit later in uh, memory of the the Twinkie and Hostess, and hopefully they'll be back. But um, it's a totally optional part of the podcast if you have an aversion to it's a good sugary high <laughs> sugary <laughs> worthless treats. Uh, you do not have to eat it, but remember, there's booze in it. So if that helps, you you might want to just look at it from that angle. Uh, if, at that. Wait a second. If we're gonna if we're gonna burn a Twinkie, that's like eating dinosaur steak. I say that all the time. Dinosaur steak. It it, it is pure oil. No, what I mean. What do you mean? Oh, I thought because you meant just it, because it's made of oil. They don't make Twinkies anymore, so I'm we're eating dinosaur steak. I'm not as much into the dinosaur steak, but bald eagle. Oh my <laughs> god, it is so good. It is like chicken. Tender, tender chicken. Uh, maybe we'll do bald eagle later in in the Lemon podcast. Pepper bald eagle or. or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue sauce, don't oh, wish. We'll say it for July 4th. Um, we'll for July 4th. There you go. We'll do that on a July 4th uh, barbecue. I have two subjects that were kind of a listener feedback from uh, online, and so, you know, we have a room full of uh, Tiki fanatics here that I, I want to kind of pose this to. And one is um, Do you feel that Tiki, mid century pop culture, do you feel that there is a bubble that's going to pop, or is it just going to keep getting bigger again? That's a good question. Everyone's kind of pausing, I, you know, what? because it, it had a it had a real real unfortunate but probably necessary death in the eighties and you know and and through a good part of the nineties and we've been on what a good ten year swing here. I spoke maybe to a couple of artists about this last week. Coincidentally, mm-hmm. you know, from a stand the standpoint of if you go to a site like Tiki Central, it seems like the tiki movement is in a lot of ways shrinking. But if you go out to the events, they all sell out. And it seems it like doesn't it's, seem like it's, it's shrinking. It seems yeah. like it's growing. So I think it depends from the perspective that you're looking at it. Um, Rory, you know, every event that you put on, they sell out. Believe it or not, they do. I'm, I'm kind of shocked myself. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's a great question because I, I thought the same thing. I think what you're seeing now is there's more weekend warriors that will go to tiki bars. So right now, I think the the strongest infrastructure is the bars and restaurants. But when the market changes, which it will, the weekend warriors will be the first to disappear. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the diehards okay. stay. The diehards stay strong. So I think the only way you the only way you'll lose the diehards that could possibly be going on now is there's so many options that even the diehards can burn themselves out. Even we can't keep up. Yeah, we can't even, keep up with I mean, there's, there's too many events. There's like three last almost. night. There's three events yeah. last night. And you almost get, I get to a point that I'm like, I'll just stay home because I can't decide which one to do. Plus, I'm a homebody. But the the uh, the options are I'm amazing sorry. now. Yeah, you should have called me. I would have stayed home with you. <laughs> <laughs> Through the years, <laughs> I'm <laughs> <a> place, <laughs> place, sorry. 
Atari or Monopoly or Live. <laughs> or Cat's Eye. Remember Cat's Eye? Or Battleship. Yeah, these are good days. <laughs> these are good days. So I think the diehards are there. I, I think uh, Tiki Central probably looks like it's shrinking a little bit because Tiki Central isn't user-friendly. Facebook okay, so is taking it over. I don't even advertise so I was, most of the time. I, I was going to say that, uh, you know, ZTL has a Tiki Central page, and it is a great resource for people who are kind of on the in, but it isn't all that user-friendly, and it... It's HTML. I mean, so, and, and so people kind of, there are people who now are on the internet that don't even know how to do that, like how to add a picture, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I think that social media has made it so much easier for all of us to get together like this podcast. I mean, we literally speak to people either through Facebook or um, used to be MySpace or whatever, like on every continent except Antarctica. I would have never thought that was going to happen. And they'll, some people will ask me a question about like, where can I get this rum or where can I get this mixer or something? And um, I may not have the answer, but um, just to talk to people all over the world about something like tiki and pop culture, I think is pretty amazing. So I, my answer to the question, and it was, I think it was uh, Andrea was who asked it, was I don't, I don't think there's a bubble that's necessarily going to pop, but it's evolving, like Rory was kind of talking about. I think that things are going to change just as time passes. It's change is inevitable. So I don't think there's going to be, I think there's always going to be an appreciation for, you know, tiki and mid-century modern and and all of that. I just think it's going to change as time. I think the second time it comes back, when it's when, when the original is there, I think it becomes uh, part of the infrastructure, and then it becomes outdated and uncool. When it comes back and it stays peripheral, it seems to last longer because it's not so in your face. But if there is a change, and we talked about it with possibly opening a bar, or restaurant, the down the beach combers, the Trader Vicks, they're awesome. Those will get hurt before the mom and pop Tonga huts. Because those, if Tiki becomes cliche, the most cliche names will get hurt first. And the ones that are just good businesses that have a Tiki kind of spin, they'll stay open. They might go more nautical, they might more go Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, they might stay. Yeah. They, pirates, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might just stay a great dive bar, but the, the Tiki will be in the back of the room getting all dusted, but it would probably still be there. You know what I the the thing though is that Kaylani, what do you that, think? I think that the social the way that social media is today, that you see like a lot more lot more like niche. There's a lot more niche um, interest that people are able to explore differently than they were able to explore before, and so I think that that kind of you know just the whole technology age and social media people being able to share and are you throwing signs as you're talking yeah yeah there? sorry my confidence coming out <laughs> you know nice. peace out oh yeah no, <laughs> no but um per- perfect host adrian you noticed that i got to the bottom of my drink and he's filling it up i couldn't awesome. ask for more <laughs> i, I want to thank ron Masesco for helping me out thank but yeah I want to remind everybody that Ron is the one who created this drink. So if you guys enjoy it, you can give him all Cheers. the compliments. Cheers. Mmm. Thank you. Well, I told uh, I told Adrian before before you came in, Ron, that of all the live podcasts we've done where somebody has made their house drink for us, this is by far the best. I love it, and I, and I was saying I love the use of I, well, I love I love the use of tea in a drink because it's uh, people people should do it more. But I mean, it, it, it's it's such a great way to flavor a drink. And uh, what are you trying to do to a drink? Add liquid. 
well, tea is a great liquid and it has a lot of flavor, especially if you use something like use a peppermint tea, right? Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Kaylani, were you done? I was just saying that <laughs> social media was. I just think that it's going that that will help the longevity more than it will hurt the longevity because people that have the same interests will stay connected more. I just think that that's all I was going to say. Okay, well, and th- th- we'll move on to this next thought that somebody kind of wrote in about, and it was they were, we were people were talking about their favorite memories of an extinct tiki bar or restaurant, and and I'll start by sharing mine. It it, it, it was the Trader Vic's at the Beverly Hilton. Um, uh, in Los Angeles and I, I remember going there with Pumpkin when this podcast was very new we did it our first year and uh, it was it was one of those places where when you walked in it had that smell that it should have the thatch smell and everything it's, it smelled old um, and it had all of the and this is not a racial comment but everybody behind the bar was Filipino like like it was back in the day um, and uh, <laughs> And 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 you could you actually saw the um, the dried fingers from squeezing all of the fresh citrus and right. yeah you could have a you could have a conversation uh, with people who who they told us some great history about you know times that famous celebrities had been to the place and they still had one of the classic poo poo menus and uh, just I mean the drink I think we went through half the drink menu in the like five hours we were there between the two of us and tried each other's drinks and they were still overly garnished with uh, with gardenias and just these giant garnishes and I, I love a good garnish on a drink um, but that that's really my favorite uh, memory of an extinct uh, tiki bar restaurant was the Trader Vic's at the Beverly Hilton and and it's gone, and they reopened one in Los Angeles that, you know, they've, they've got good drinks and, and good food, but uh, it doesn't have the kitsch. It's, it's, it's too, the walls are a little too white, and the, it's a little too modern, I think. But the food's good. Anybody else, do you have any, like, any extinct places that you want to talk about? Uh, not, a, not an extinct bar, but an extinct person. Before I knew much about Tiki, uh, me and my brother, when he would come to town, I'd go visit the Tiki Tea. And we were fortunate enough to hear the whole story about the Ray's mistake from Ray and get served by Ray. Oh, that's great. That, yeah. That's awesome. So I didn't know Tiki like I know Tiki now. I just thought it was kind of neat. But to go in and meet him and have that whole experience looking wow. back on it was a really neat thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's like an Art Snyder. I mean, now you're going to see Art right. who just passed. Yeah. People are going to look back and be fortunate they met somebody like him who... Quite honestly, for our generation, he's the biggest dreamer. I mean, he built, he brought back, uh, you know, down the beachcomber, and he brought it back big time. Who, right. who in this room was lucky enough to have an extremely inebriated conversation with Art at the bar? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he would just walk right up to you and, and ask a question, and you'd ask him a question, and he'd just sit down and. Rah. He's a great host. <laughs> he's a, he was, he was a great host, and it's, it's amazing to see somebody who passed away just before his 80th birthday. Who lived several different lives, and the last life he Very had, much, yeah, yeah, he decided on living the stream of uh, opening the bar and restaurant, and uh, said, "Anyone who, you got to respect a guy about that big. That was a big location. That's a big name, and the merchandising and everything he hit it pretty well. So, uh, kudos to Art. I have a memory. Uh, I remember yeah, the uh, the Royal Hawaiian in Laguna Beach used to serve yeah. these giant yeah. Yeah. the Lapu Lapu. Yeah, do you remember yeah. the Lapu Lapu? Those were great. Lived down the street from yeah, and they had a they had a real old school tiki feel to it, you know. Before they remodeled. Before they remodeled, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely before they remodeled. I, I would have already considered it dead by the time they remodeled, yeah. but 
that's that's one of the memories I had. We we used to do this um, bar crawl, bus bar crawl in Orange County. That was one of the stops, and we we drop off a busload of tiki people there, and everybody go in and order these these lapu lapis. They line up the bar with like twenty of them. They don't make them at the same time, and that was always fun. I think one of the most awesome things about that place was it is right on the beach and if you have too many to drink you can literally just walk down the bluff and like just kind of crash on the beach for a little bit and not worry about how to drive home and I mean you're right there on the water which is awesome and it's right next to one of my other favorite places which is not tiki at all which is Las Brisas and like you go there for brunch and then you go to the Royal Hawaiian for drinks right afterwards and you just keep it going (laughs) we did that for your birthday once didn't we we yes we did (laughs) Yeah, I love <laughs> when I love when Star mother? shines. Her mother, when she schnockered, is hilarious. And if you're in Vegas, she will pay for everything. We take her to Vegas. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that card goes up, and you're like, no, no, you don't have to. She's like, I have it, like, which is great. A- anybody else have any other any other memories you want to share? Yeah, there used Ow. to be a found the beach cover in Del Mar, and when I was in high school, Sam Seafood took it over, and I worked there as a busboy. And it, it was a real Polynesian temple. Don's did it upright. And um, I'm no Boy Scout or anything like that, but while I was working there, they closed doors. Like, I worked up until the last day. Hmm. And it never occurred to me to steal anything. And they took all that stuff and just dumped it. Awesome. And they had they had the coolest stuff, and it just never occurred to me. Lucky, that's our first thought now, right? We hear something's closing, we're all like, I want... Yeah, yeah. What? What do I want in that place? Yeah. And what they had is they had a bunch of fiberglass sea turtle shells that were about three feet in diameter, and they were backlit. They were oh, like lined wow. the place, and they had over a hundred of them. And, uh, oh man! They threw all of them in dumpsters. So, but, but yeah, that was. A, you never hear anyone talk about. Do you the remember dumb, the Islands Restaurant in San Diego, where they have the Tiki Oasis now? Before they remodeled it, yes, we used to yes. go there with our family. I've seen pictures, but yeah. I never had a chance oh, to go. We used to always eat by the uh, the clamshell wall. Yeah, and yeah. Um, <coughs> you know it's unfortunate because at that time I remember we some I think every time we gone we were the only family that was the only ones that were in there. Maybe there was one or two other guests, but there it was very empty, and uh, which was similar to the case that I've told the story before with my grandparents had their 50th wedding anniversary at the Don the Beachcomber in Marina del Rey. And they, when we had that uh, wedding reception there, we were the only ones in the restaurant. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a shame, but... Yeah. Well, we got we got to we we can remember these places, and it's fun to look at the pictures and share them. And then we have to pressure our friends to open new places yeah. and start and, it all over again. And bring like, your business to the ones that are still around. So. Ab- absolutely. Are you going to go to like Kaylani said? Are you going to go to a TGI Fridays, or are you going to steer your friends? And this and that's the big part of it. You know, people will be like, "Let's go out for drinks," and they say like, "Well, let's meet it." El Torito, or let's meet at, you know, you know, those places are fine for a margarita, but steer your friends to one of these uh, yeah. tiki watering holes that I, I you, you want to keep the, alive. The thing about these tiki these tiki restaurants and, and bars that we like to frequent, most of them are mom and pop or family owned, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're not corporate owned, like the Tonga Hut and the Tiki Tea and the Bahuka and the Purple Orchid, we can go on and on and on, with the exception of a small handful, like... Trader Sam's at Disney and Trader Vic's. These are not corporate-owned places, so they really do need our business to stay open. I think the fact that the corporate franchise method has proven that it doesn't work for Tiki—it it is proven that it really doesn't work. It, 
because I think you get people who get into it that aren't really into what it is. They're into maybe the money or operating a restaurant, but they're maybe not into what it really needs to be for people. And, and that's why I think mom and pop is really the only way to go. Yeah. I've seen, and I can talk disparagingly about Vix. They don't sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> I have never seen a company so mismanaged. Like, I mean, they close places left and right. They don't even update their websites that they're closing a place. You show up, it's not open anymore. The, the valet at the hotel says, well, they were open yesterday. I guess they went out of business. I mean, that's the kind of experience, you know, you kind of have Vegas, with right? the front. What's that? Uh, that was both Vegas and Chicago. Yeah. The both, I could not believe it happened to me twice. It was like literally open days before, and I go in, and without any notice, the place is, is just gone. The one in Vegas was terrible. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Did you Did you go? I, I was there. <laughs> I was there one month when it was uh, Trader Vic's, and then I was there three months later when it ended up becoming Cabo Wabo Cantina. And I remember going to the Trader Vic's, and all the Polynesia tiki stuff they had was not even made of natural material. It was a stained glass tiki face on the, the glass behind the bar. And the large tikis were, you know, made out of foam. Yeah. yeah. It was like no ambiance at all. They didn't seem to get it. How did they, uh, and giant bright bay windows opening onto yeah, the strip. Yeah. Big mistake. I mean, there was so much sun in that room. Yeah. You know, the thing about Trader Vic's is that the one in Vegas almost seemed like it was run on its own as its own separate entity because it didn't fit that same formula that you seem to see at all the Trader Vic's and I noticed that um, that's kind of the way it happened also with back in the day with Hawaii you know the, old, the, the one in Waikiki was completely separate from the rest of the company so I wonder how they do that I mean it's, you know, some of it quite honestly when you look at that they try to become more uh, more Vegas looking yeah. but when you look at uh, in Laguna Beach when you go to the Royal Hawaiian, as soon as they closed, all that stuff couldn't be grandfathered in as soon as they tore down. And nothing more flammable than thatch yeah. and yeah. bamboo. So when yeah. the city gets involved in the fire codes change, you can't bring it back to the former glory because it's not up to code. And as soon as you bring a building so far that you can't bring it back to code, then the city gets involved and all of a sudden there has to be compromises. So it, it is always sad when somebody does a, uh, a strange twist or a strange version, but it, it doesn't shock me. It's sad. Yeah. But, it, but to that point, I would almost say that um, I don't think this room is up to code. No. How flammable is this room? It's as flammable as you can imagine it is. Yeah. Yeah. By being in this room, don't only support your bars and restaurants. Support your artist. You can see he's supporting yeah. every vendor. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good point. That's a, a good, good point, man. yeah. So, so when you go to maybe one of the big weekend events especially or one of the parking lot events or something like that, uh, first of all, bring cash because most of the vendors want cash. Uh, and um, although a few are getting more savvy and they're using the and squares square. and a couple of other yeah. things to take payments, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, but bring cash and do not leave without taking something home. Uh, so support the artists. You know, there's um, th there are a couple artists out there that whenever I see them, like Bamboo Ben and Tiki Tony, for example, that I, I always like to go home with something from them. Um, or sometimes you, you meet somebody new who's just trying stuff. Uh, Von Tiki, I mean, they do some great mugs. And uh, you might think, like, it's a little bit pricey, but you know what? Nobody else is going to have that mug. Yeah. And uh, one-of-a-kind stuff. And 
take some money with you when you go to these events. Don't just plan on having drinks. You want to you wanna go home with something. And 10, 15, 20 years from now, you're going to be glad you have it. And your kids will either be like, what the hell is that? Or or they will see they will see something in it, and they're going to want it when you kick the bucket. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my thought on that. Yeah. You know, I'd like to hear from I I would like to hear from some of our listeners because you know when we tra- you travel, you know all all of us travel, but it, I think you know where are their favorite places? You know where where are their places in where where they're from? I don't mean like big you know their big places, the corporate places, but they're no oh, yeah no like I know what you them. mean yeah. And so, and I just opened this, and and so listeners, I I need some answers to this question. Uh, There is a place in Milwaukee that just opened this weekend. It's called Tiki Joe's. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, I know a listener or two has attended their opening weekend, but I'm waiting to have somebody write in, mail at zentikilounge.com, and tell us what they really thought about the place, Mm -hmm. and maybe send us uh, some pictures, because I'm just starting to hear, I'm, I'm hearing that they had a really huge opening weekend, that they were almost so busy they couldn't handle it, um, which can which can be a good sign, uh, but it can also turn some people off if you can't take care of people if you're so busy. But um, I, I hear the decor is great. I hear they put a lot of work into it, um, and it, I'm hoping it could be a really good pair for the Foundation Bar, which has been in uh, Milwaukee for a long time now. Um, uh, Don Nelson from the Bikini Beachcombers and the Exotics, for example, uh, he he was at the, he's at the Foundation, and so I'm hoping you'll have a pair of tiki bars there in the Milwaukee area. That would be great because there isn't a lot to do in Milwaukee. Right, and like our listeners saying, like you said, from Oregon, you know, well, hey, if we have some more (laughs) listeners in Oregon, hey, tell us where your places are at. Because it all eventually does relate back to this podcast. Of course. Yeah. The couple thousand (laughs) listeners that we have, remember, it's it's all about you. It's it's all about you. I remember when there were... growing every day. I remember when there were five listeners, and like when one of them would email us, I would get so excited. I'd be like, oh, we got an email from some schmuck in like Kansas, you know, and like, and, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, hey, I heard about this, I heard about Tiki, like, I don't really understand, but... That drink you guys made was good, you know. And, awesome. But we appreciated that too because right. we we were just starting out. And someday, uh, Kaylani and I might actually listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. That's that true. Happen. I do every once in a while. You don't. Oh, you don't have to liar. listen. I just. I just. <laughs> need, I just need you behind. No, the I do every once in a great while. I listen to it. All right. I think it's time for some flaming Twinkies. Oh, let's set some Twinkies on fire. Okay, yeah, fire extinguisher would be a good idea if you have one. I mean, I did on the video that I posted actually say, 21 and over only, put a pour spout on your 151 and have a fire extinguisher available. I have a fire extinguisher, okay. (laughs) All right, we're going to go get that ready. How about those flaming Twinkies? My mouth is still on fire. (laughs) Still, still on fire. Still on fire. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm hoping the flaming t- Twinkie will catch on a little bit, um, both in the gay community and uh, in the hostess community. I, I think I think it could really have a market as long as uh, the Twinkie lives on. We'll what see. Is, we what don't does know. Does the Urban Dictionary say that a flaming Twinkie is? We'll have to look. Yeah. What can you use in place of a Twinkie now that Twinkies are not so readily available? Uh, well, little, little any, kind of, any kind of donut. Little Tasty Debbie. Yes, flaming little Debbie has a fake Twinkie. <laughs> a, a flaming <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> a flaming <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> Peanut butter and fluff sandwich. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, you could, you could really, I mean. Oh, wait, oh, oh, oh. I was thinking, is that something that you eat after sniffing bath salts? Or. That's what I do constantly. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, Rory's inspiration for Taboo came from, uh, he was on bath salts at the time. I was. 
I cut back immensely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't even get his face off anymore. There's something. There, there's something that I, I just don't understand what the kids are up to with the basalts these days. That's just, that's just silly. Uh, there was, I think there was one more subject here that I, I think some listeners cued me into that we wanted to, to ask about. Now, where was it here? It wasn't about the raspberry coconut zinger. Oh, yeah, it was this. It was, uh, people were talking about um, things their, their parents used to do, and, and it's some of our parents turned us on to tiki or Polynesian culture, and some of us got into it on our own, but is there anything that your mother or father used to do that you now find yourself doing, going, oh my God. And my example is, my mother was notorious for, um, and, I, and, it, and I would think it was because she would drink wine and then she'd go around the house and do this. She, she would put Post-its. She would sometimes just be in the bra and the oh. short, yeah. I, she would go around the house and put post-its on things as she remembered that she wanted to do things, but knew she wouldn't remember later. So our house was a sea of post-its. There'd be post-its on the door before you leave for work or school so you know to get your lunch or to take the permission slip, and there'd be post-its on the door of the refrigerator for what you need. There were post-its on the empty bottle of laundry detergent that said that it was empty by more. I mean, she put them everywhere. Everywhere. And so I find myself doing that now, and it's kind of embarrassing. And what what things do you find yourselves doing that are from the generation? I don't have anything in particular, but I do know that I'm a lot more than like my dad than I ever expected to be with just the way that I run my household. Not, not so much the way that I run my life, but just the way that I run my household. He was extremely uh, OCD about the way that he kept the, the cabinets and the drawers, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm like that. Like if you come into my into my pantry, all of my bottles are. You arranged. haven't invited me into your pantry. I know I haven't. <laughs> we must do that sometime. Everything's arranged smallest Everything to, in to, to tallest, with all the labels facing forward. Wow. Everything grouped together by by uh, type. And um, thank you, Ron. So, you know, just that kind of stuff, but... I thought you were going to be beating the kids vigorously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to beat the kids vigorously. That's a dark memory. I found that I can, my mom can't get the name of a restaurant right, and I'm turning into her. So, like, the soup exchange is the fruits plantation. <laughs> nice. The fruit plantation and the spaghetti, the spaghetti what is it? Spaghetti the old factory spaghetti factory? the pasta house. And I always know what she's talking about anyway, but we all make fun of her, but I'm turning into that, so I can't the name of a restaurant, right? That's a pretty tame but, one. Yeah, this. The, but it, I do yeah, see your mom doing yeah. that. Yeah. The fruit plantation is my. The fruit favorite. plantation. Yeah, instead of the soup exchange. <laughs> <laughs> the soup plantation, whatever it is. Soup plantation. Yes. You've got to have something, Kaylani. I don't. No, I don't. I just have a tickle. But her mom used to have her tickle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes my mom used to have a tickle. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, no, my um, <laughs> no, my um, I, you know what it is more than more than anything, it's not anything that I do. It's my voice sounds like my mother's voice, and it drives oh, me my, crazy. I sound like my mom too. I sound like my mom. My sneeze sounds like my father's. That's what scares the crap out yeah. of me. But does it smell like it? <laughs> if my flatulence ever smells like his we'll be in trouble I mean no my dad can clear a room like no one I mean I and and and, and I and I don't like that he he refers to to, to farting as he he boofered I yeah I you can't class it up yeah. no you, you you really can't anybody else have any 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 
not so fond or scary things that are coming about in your adult oh, life? I will that... say that I, using all three of my kids' names when I'm angry, of oh, course, yeah, I think most parents do that. You know? Jimmy, Johnny, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Speaking about flatulence, it's funny is that I was actually just talking about the other day. So, you know, those those who know me know that I have a, a son and a daughter. And my, my son just let one rip at the table during dinner. And my daughter looks at him and she says, you should have better manners than that. You should just, you should leave the room whenever, whenever you do that. And I said, yeah, you should, you should, you shouldn't do that in front of a woman. And then my, my wife turns to me and she said, you do that all night long. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You do that all night long. And I said, I do. <laughs> it's silent. But silent, yes. I actually well, learned, when you can hear it. I learned from my grandmother, I try to do the walking fart. Yeah, I, I break off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the, the crop dusting, or whatever you want to call it. I, 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 I try to leave. Leave a trail. You know, we 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 try to reserve the most uh, professional conversation for this podcast, and and I and I think I think that was probably it. Um, so the last thing I want to do before we say uh, aloha and mahalo to everybody in uh, listener land is I want to again mention that uh, being welcome in, into a place like the Desert Oasis, we are very grateful to our host, uh, Adrian. Thank you. This is awesome. I love the masks. I just... Thank you. And, and, and listeners who have said, how come we never see any pictures of these visits that you all do? We all agreed that as soon as we're done recording, we've actually remembered to stop and take pictures. So we will have some pictures that we'll post on both the Facebook page and zentikilounge.com. And uh, we'll take the best picture and use that as the show thumbnail so you can, uh, you can see the Desert Oasis room. And we hope that you're inspired to uh, do a couple of things. Uh, go to your local tiki watering hole and take your friends with you and patronize those mom and pop places that we want to keep alive and that uh, you are inspired to bring some of the music uh, the exotica into your home and share it with friends and family uh, play behind the bar a little bit make a drink if you don't drink play with the virgins in more ways than one and but just but just be but just be good to one another and, and be friendly and invite people into your home bring back the cocktail party you know it is it the cocktail party should never be something that dies and so whether you do it in tiki style or or madmen style however you want to do it uh, have a cocktail party invite people over into your home and uh, keep the spirit alive but I have to say I don't prefer the virgins. No, no, you, no, I don't prefer the virgin. You never have. <laughs> Not since a young age. We were talking never about have. that. Never have. Never have. We were talking about that on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. I think from a female perspective, it's also quite different. We're, we'll have to delve more into that after I hit <laughs> okay. the button here and we're done. Stop. So. I want to uh, big thanks to all of our listeners who have been with us since day one or those of you who have just uh, tuned in to the podcast. Please share us with somebody else. Visit ZenTikiLounge.com. Awesome. Stay tuned to the show for updates on great events like, oh, I don't know, Tiki Caliente 5 or Mojave Oasis, Tiki Oasis, Ohana, and and lots of great more like Hukilau, etc. We hope to see you very soon at one of the big events. And until next time... Mahalo. Mahalo.